please enter room 2008. Welcome to Room 2008. Please shut the door behind you. The reason I say that is we are live on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash room2008ENT, and we're going to be going over some top secret stuff tonight. So you have to close the door, lock it. I'm here in the bunker at Area 51. Uh, Mr. Throb Lazard, where are you at? (laughs) Also in bunker. We're all here. And Mr. Bob, I'm hard. Section (laughs) 4. S4. Please tell me you get that. Yes. Okay. That's where the work was done that we were going to talk about. (laughs) Peter has no idea what you're talking about. No, he doesn't. I I thought it was section nine. (laughs) I didn't have sex tonight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Wicker. Oh, you know her. I just met her. I'm having a little bit of liquor tonight. What are you drinking, Pete? Evan Williams. Rob Lizard. Evan Williams? (laughs) Yep. You got a little uh, Coke in that that glass or no? Nope, just soda. Just just ice. So just sucking on a little Evans, huh? Just a little sip here and there. Kind of, you know, loosen the gears a little bit. Mr. Williams getting the the down your throat tonight. All right. Lube the throat up. All right. I like that. That's good. good. Gross, guys. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Got my old uh, some gin. You know, it's funny when we started this podcast, I was all about whiskey. I was like, you know, we were going to do like whiskey nights and talk about it. I'm telling you, you want a good drink? Gin. Oh, I love gin. Yeah. Hendrix, especially. That's mine. <laughs> That's my Scottish roots. Hmm. What we'll to go into that? Your new girlfriend, Jen. This may be the most important. I don't know if discovery is the right word. But for lack of a better term, I'm going to say discovery. Most important discovery in, in human history, if it's true, if you believe it. And that's what we're going to discuss tonight, which is the Bob Lazar story. If you don't know Bob Lazar, he's an alleged uh, uh, physicist. Um, he apparently Alleged, used to... love that. Allegedly. Which we're going to get into because apparently some people here in the bunker have differing views. Um you know, he was he was apparently a, an alleged physicist that used to work at a, a base, a secret base called S4, which I guess is like a subsidiary kind of of Area 51. Um, he reverse engineered a UFO. So we're going to go into his story kind of from a beginning to end. Uh, we're going to, you know, we got pictures of the supposed craft uh, and things like that that we're going to touch on. I know, uh, Mr. Bob, I'm hard. You wanted to say something. Yeah. So uh, on your poll. I was curious, oh, yes, what's, the the, what's the final result of the poll? Uh, not the poll, you know, not the one we dance on, but the uh, the one on, <laughs> uh, not Twitter, shit, what's it called? X. So hard. 
Uh, X. All right. Bob so, <laughs> no, but seriously, um, the poll. So you said, All how right. many people believe it? Yep. I got. I said, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold right. on. <laughs> so as of right now, as of this recording, um, the poll is up. I have it up for a week, so it's still there. Question is, do you believe Bob Lazar's story? I put four options. All of it, most of it, some of it, none of it. Uh, Peter, would you like to guess before Lance gives his answer? Peter, would you like to guess uh, any any of these percentages? I think most people uh, probably went with some of it. Zero percent have gone with some of it. Real? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lance, what did you put? Uh, I put all of it. Yep. On my Either personal Twitter, I put all of it too. So here's, as of right now, uh, it's, it's a Thursday night, August 10th, the first day it's been up. Here's the here's the percentages. 33.3%, all of it. 50%, most of it. Hmm. 0%, some of it. And 16.7%, none of it. I think he meant to say most of it. Who? Peter? No, I meant some Rob. of it. Yeah, zero, nobody's voted some of it. So, Rob, you cannot talk tonight. Yep, let me go those of us who believe yep, go have the privilege to talk about our man Bob Lazar. How <laughs> bizarre. I'm in the I'm in the D tier on that one. But if we'll you ever got on Twitter and you know supported our room 2008 ENT2, uh, you could have voted in the poll. I thought you were joking too when you said zero uh, percent. No, it's zero percent. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at it right now as we speak. That's hilarious. Out of millions who voted. That's crazy. Oh man, hey, we got 24 votes. I mean, that's pretty good. Hey, hey. it's a good, good little sample size. 2400, okay. maybe. So I wish. Nice. Good. So how do we want to start it, man? You want to you want to tell the story or? Uh, I can, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll just get kind of start. So, like I said, he uh, he worked on an aircraft. Supposedly, uh, he was he worked at uh, Los Alamos. Uh, is it? What, what's the uh, the laboratory? Yeah. Los Alamos al- uh, laboratory works there. To the, uh, did you listen to the uh, interviews with uh, uh, Rogan? I listened to the Rogan one. I've listened to uh, the couple ones that he did on Coast to Coast. I mean, he t- he literally tells the same story in all of them. So yeah. um, I watched the documentary. Did you watch that? Did I did. I that? fell asleep. Dude, the documentary sucked. No, I hate the documentary so much. I, I, documentary I thoroughly enjoyed sucked. it. I hated I hated like the random old guy that would like talk in between scenes. You don't really understand. Yeah, that was and it sounds like he was reading something generated by AI. I got a whole movie well, that we're gonna do it. Uh, the whole the whole documentary I felt like and, and this is probably the uh the whole documentary, like the reasons behind it. It was do you believe it or not? And yeah. I know a lot of this podcast is do you believe Bob Lazar or not? But um it was just a really hard to watch documentary for me. It's terrible. You know, it's so informative, but it took a while. I had to cut you off because we didn't talk about this before the podcast. I wanted to know if you watched the interview or not. The interview is spec fucking tacular. Yeah. Watching on Rogan, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even as though he has a migraine the- and you know, whatever. You could just kind of fill them out for uh you know truth. Yeah, as are the as are the old ones from coast to coast too, uh, with Art Bell. But yeah, I like I I enjoyed the documentary. Like I said, except for the the esoteric stuff that the you know between scenes and the guy was like, "We're just on a plane flying through nowhere." Sometimes you have to look, you know, just like random crap like that that had nothing to do with the. Yeah, it opened with him going like, uh, 
with a cheap You're shot. Nothing but a, a speck of dust in the corner of the galaxy. Your life yeah. has no meaning. It was saying shit like that, and I'm like, yeah. now this is yeah. It, it had nothing to do with the documentary, but you got to see Bob Lazar outside of a like interview setting. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was at his house, he was at his place of uh, the the company he owns. Yeah, um, you know stuff like that. But anyway, it was good. But uh, getting back on that, so um, he, I think he's the one that broke Area Fifty One wide open. Like Area Fifty One mm-hmm. was not a phenomenon or conspiracy or anything like that. I think until he kind of blew the vape. <laughs> am I am I right? Is that is that correct or no? Yeah, yeah. He's the one that put it on the map, and they even said in the documentary mm-hmm. and in the in the uh, interview that uh, Area 51 um, became a tourist attraction mm-hmm. once he came up back in the 80s. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, one, we got a remote viewer uh, says, as far as I know, he's never recanted anything, despite all the abuse and the hate. That's correct. He's never recanted anything um, from his story. Um, so I forgot where I, where I was. Where did There's I start? a couple at? things that we're going to talk about that I have questions about from the interview, and you watched mm-hmm. the documentary – before I fell asleep in the documentary, there were a couple things that I saw or heard that didn't match up with the interview, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted to kind of discuss that with you. Maybe I heard it wrong. Maybe. So I'm looking forward to getting to that point, but uh, I'll okay. refresh your memory. We just started with what's the story behind the Bob Lazar. Yeah. So, so yeah, like I said, he was the one that blew the whistle on area 51, even though technically supposedly he didn't work at area 51. He worked at a base called S four. So south of uh, mm-hmm. area 51. Yep, we're going to go into Google Maps in a little bit too. See if we can find that bitch. Oh shit! What? So, so he <laughs> blew the whistle, talking? blew the vape in 1989. So this story is 34 years old now. Hmm. Uh, went on a local news station, and I think it was Vegas. I think, um, mm-hmm. and he was all blacked out in shadow. He went by Dennis. Um. And basically was like, hey, here's what's going on at S4. It's a secret base. We have alien aircraft um, that we're reverse engineering. Uh, The technology being used does not exist. And um, George Knapp was like, well, how do you know it doesn't exist? And he's like, because it doesn't exist. Um, You know, which we'll get into in a minute. That, you know, just what he was describing, like, the technology just didn't exist. Like it's hard to put it in any other terms yeah. than that. Cause like, it's hard to think like when you, when you think about something that doesn't exist, it's hard to put it into words other than it doesn't exist. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was looking at something, a, a newly discovered to us, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, f- uh physics. Uh, yeah. Phenomenon. Right. Yeah. New, new physics, like, you know, and it had to do with the propulsion, um, Stuff like that, which we're going to get into in a minute. Um, I got some diagrams of the craft and everything like that. So, blew the whistle in 89. Uh, did a couple interviews then. Um, so, basically, his story, he worked at Los Alamos Labs and then, I think, left there and then eventually got hired at this place called S4. You know how he got hired? Um, Do you remember that story? Vaguely. So, he, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. So in 1982, he put together a jet engine and a Honda. That's right. That's right. Right yeah. in his car, mm-hmm. and he said, "I look. I don't. This is one of the the facts that I don't believe." But he said he drove that bitch back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. But then you see the video of his uh, Honda with the jet engine, and it's loud as fuck. It's like you know, just rearing up, and it's a jet engine in the back of a Honda. And uh, yeah. so, but he made the um, Los Alamos paper 
Is it Alamos or Alamo? I don't know. But uh, Alamos. Alamos? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So he made the front paper, and he was off one day, and uh, Edward Teller, the father of hi- the hydrogen bomb, was doing yep. like this speaking you know, event in the town. So he didn't go to work, obviously. So he went to that, and he met uh, Edward Teller, and then Edward happened to be like reading the paper and saw about his, his car and that kind of sparked conversation or whatever. And later on, he sent a resume to Edward and that's how he kind of got into right. the, the right. field of, uh, of, of that. And then it made its way back to uh, obviously area 51 and, and asked for, and he said he went in for his first day. It was just a pile of paperwork. He didn't know yep. what he was getting into and, and the whole rounds, but it was just because like, they sparked a conversation off of his uh, hydrogen or uh, his uh, his car, his jet engine car, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yep. I forgot about that. So basically, after all that, he gets hired at S4. And S4 is apparently adjacent to Papoose Lake, which Rabbit Hole mentioned a minute ago, which is about 15 miles south of Area 51, um, give or take. So once in there, he gets his paperwork, gets debriefed on everything. He doesn't know what he's going in there for. And, you know, once he kind of gets acclimated with where he's at, what he's doing, um, there's a craft in there. And he explains everything is so de- uh, is it compartmentalized? Yeah, decompartmentalized. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever the term is. Yeah, whatever that decompartmentalized, word is. whatever. Or where, compartmentalized. Yeah, nobody, like it was him and another guy. And nobody knows what they're doing. They don't know what other team members are doing. He said there was a total of 22 people working on this project. And it was him and another guy. I think he called him Barry, I think. So Big Barry. Yeah. BB. (laughs) And his focus was on uh, propulsion and power. Yep. Yep. The propulsion and power of how the craft actually operated. And one funny. Yeah. His whole thing was just a reverse engineer. Right. What they had in front of them. They said, here's what we have. Figure out how it works. Exactly. So one funny thing that he mentioned to Art Bell was uh, there was a, a U.S. flag on the craft. And he, um, like, that was that was one of the first things he saw. So he thought it was just like, okay, they're testing a different, you know, like a new fighter, fighter jet or, you know, something like that. So uh, he, but after he kind of figured out what he was doing, he kind of chalked it up to like, oh, just in case people see this, they'll think the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be like alien technology or something like that, which apparently is what it is. So, so the most interesting thing, uh, he starts breaking it down um, and realizes the propulsion is it's not jet powered. There's no fuel. Um, you know, there's no anything that that is known on Earth. It's powered by gravity or antimatter, or anti-gravity, whatever. It's a gravity manipulating, gravity producing propulsion which is insane to even think about right yeah and in the documentary i know you saw this uh what it looks like kind of deal mm-hmm. so he described it as if you take half of a basketball basically and you put it on top of a, a squared uh steel just just a square steel table i guess you could say that um it was like a mini reactor and then, uh, how did he say you could get it? You could get it reacting. Yeah, there you go. So that's the exactly, he, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. 
And and the one of like the first days he went to work and said, "Here's here's what we're working on. We got to reverse engineer this thing." Uh, and then his buddy, uh, what was his name? Uh, Barry. Yeah. So his Barry was like, "Hey, see if you can touch it." And then he went in and he he basically said, you know, like a like if you take two magnets, polarizing magnets going together, they push against each other, right? That's how it was with his whole body, with his hand and everything. Like he, he like, couldn't, he could not touch it. Yeah, it was couldn't get to it. It was its own gravity kind of pushing Force you away. You know, you're not metal. It doesn't matter what you are. It's, it has like a field around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the way he only called it a reactor. It's like the engine. Yeah, the way he described it, um, he said that it was like putting a bowling ball on a mattress, and then taking your hand and pressing down somewhere on the mattress. And that indention will make the bowling ball fall towards it. Yep. So what this thing would do is it would bend space and time in front of the the craft, you know, mm-hmm. the direction that that it wanted to go, and it would pull it towards it uh, towards that that fold. And that's how. It and moves. that's what would keep it. That's what that's what would keep it going. And yep. he went to more specifics of how it would go into like I guess you would say warp speed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It all seems pretty plausible i mean uh yeah. at least to me yeah because you know because he was saying everything that we know on earth is a, is a uh, action reaction you know everything right. peter knows this something comes out the back and you move forward exit only i mean <laughs> <laughs> so in this, in this case there's nothing there's no reaction action it's just that's that's literally all it is 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 it it's it's bending shape gravity and time reshaping it like a bowling ball on a mattress, you put your fist in front of it, the bowling ball goes to it, and that's how it moves, except right. it just does it all through space. There's no combustion in- involved. Yep, no fuel. Let's compare, let's compare the interview from the uh, documentary then. Did he ever say, because in the interview he said he never saw it do any kind of um, um, oh, like maneuvers, like really quick moves. The only thing he saw was when barry was like hey come out and check this out they went out and saw this craft lift off the ground move a little bit go back down but he never actually saw it doing all these uh high maneuvers i guess you can call it you know i thought thought he may have because until he was out in the desert with his buddies there you go yep right Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't i don't i'm I'm trying to figure out because i saw the interview and i watched it a few times you've seen the documentary i want to make sure because this whole thing is do we believe it? What, you know, what works with each other? What's contradiction? Uh, yeah. What contradictions we have. And I've, I've, I feel like we're cool. kind of jumping around a little bit, but I don't want to focus too much like on the biography of Bob Lazar. I want to focus on supposedly what he worked on. All know? right. Yeah. That's, that's the most interesting part. Right. Basically you know, his task was to uh, reverse engineer this craft mm-hmm. and yeah. then figure out what powered it and what caused propulsion. So uh, that was really kind of his focus. And, and everybody else that was compartmentalized on the project, they were working on, you know, different pieces of the craft and not knowing what each other was doing. So that right. was like one of the ways that they were able to keep things compartmentalized secret. Yeah. Yep. So to continue on, as Lance was saying, um, uh, the reactor was like a half of a basketball, a, a semisphere. Um, that semisphere was there was something in there that fed down into the craft. That that's where the we'll get into this in a minute. The element that powered it 
that it was filtered down into um he called before i go into that he called what he was working on the craft he, he called it the sport model right um because of just i guess it was so sleek and and you know cool or whatever um but anyway i'll just go ahead and say it um element 115 is the element or you know quote fuel even though it's not really fuel um that's what powered this machine this craft whatever you want to call it so the reactor took the element 115 and filtered it down into uh forgot what they were called three gravity um little modules i guess on the bottom i don't do you remember what what he actually called it uh i'm i remember he referred to that uh the core of that section as the uh what did he call it the antimatter um reactor mm-hmm Gravity, and, yeah. So, here, let me go ahead and just bring this up real quick, so we can. Uh... Oops. So, why are you bringing that up? So, element one fifteen. Just for everybody listening, at the time, element one fifteen was not on our uh, was it periodic table charts or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually came later when because he even said this in the Joe Rogan interview that once we discovered how to um, recreate that element, that's when it became on our charts. Okay. So it's been around for a while, obviously for, I mean, you know, if it's on an, you know, uh, alien that craft. Indicates, doesn't yeah. that indicate Lazar to an extent? Cause it, I mean, it came after the fact. Element. Yeah. He was right. calling it element 115 for a while. And then finally the Russians came out and said, they, you know, they, they, uh, they founded it technically because they recreated it. And then we put it on the charts. Uh, it came out and I think it was like 2004. And then shortly after that it was on our uh, periodic table. Yeah. Interesting. We got a, a comment from a remote viewer. Um, they believe that we've had this technology for years for private and military use. It'll go along with the alien invasion narrative that will eventually bring the whole world together against a common uh, energy. We're going to go into that after this. That's mm-hmm. where I come in. Come. Sure. <laughs> right. you guys. Don't miss it. <laughs> that's that's what you come in. All right, here we go. So go ahead. So here's basically kind of a look at the craft. So uh, right here at the top, even though the, the semisphere is not there, that's where the semisphere would go, the reactor. Uh, as you can see, there's like a pipe going down into the craft right here. And that feeds these three uh, gravity amplifiers. Okay, yeah, um, that's right, amplifiers. Right, so these three gravity amplifiers, what they'll do, um, they can rotate up to 100, 180 degrees, so they can go completely sideways, and then they can also go, you know, basically any direction you want. Right. Um, so that's that's how it's, I, I guess that's how it steers and navigates through. The, uh, the fold space-time. Right. He said everything on the inside is like if you were to melt uh, wax. Mm-hmm. Everything is rounded and just kind of there's no there's no like everything's random. The only thing that he could recognize was his honeycomb shape, and that was how the pilots would enter their level. It was like if you take your finger and put it in this honeycomb, you could push it and it all collapses in. Yeah, you know because it's that shape, and then you you could like you know expand it, but you could walk on it. It was like very strong material, but it would collapse very easily into each other. 
and then you could pass through down to the to the middle, and then it would open back up. And he said the reactor was actually in the middle, um, in front of the seats. And this is another thing that I just want to make sure that we're on the same page with, like his interviews and documentary that the reactor, the seats were around this reactor mm-hmm. and, uh, and you go through the honeycomb, you get down to the reactor. Then there's another, another honeycomb to go down to the anti-gravity type engines, I guess you could call it. Uh, so it was like a three section craft, but it was built to have a body of a, like a three foot person or yeah. You know, yeah. whoever's, right. but nothing in it is resembles anything of that time except for that honeycomb shape deal because just the physics of being able to just collapse and open. Right. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. He was talking about that just, you know, 30 years later, that really yeah. stuck out to him. Yeah. And another, another thing that he um, claims to have seen uh, one day he was walking either through one of the hangars or something like that. And there was a door on the, you know, kind of in the hallway or whatever. And it was like maybe like a 12, 12 inch little window in the door had the bars and wires on it. He just happened to glance in. He said, "We saw two guys in white lab coats, and they had this thing in a chair, and it was like very small, very skinny, but it had really long arms." Hmm. Suppose so, so. Who knows what that is? He says when he does this? not think he's what. When was this? Do you remember? It was when he was working out there. Okay. So, um, and he only worked out there, I think, for like six, seven months. So it wasn't a long, uh, long tenure out there at all. But he really messed up hiring him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> he, that think, he said in the documentary he doesn't think it was alien. He thinks it was like um, a mock-up to like, like a mock-up, a model or something, to kind of see like, okay, here's what here's what would fit in the seats. You know, just trying to you know again reverse engineer stuff and 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 test things out. So, but who knows? It's you know? a crazy story. It is. It really is. Yeah, is, did um, you, you hear about the the uh, when he said that the one day he went to work, they had all the the side garages open. You could see down through all the. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. was a discrepancy on that. I wanted to make. I wanted to see if we were going to align with that. Yeah, and also this wasn't the only craft out there. He said, "I think there was a total of nine. Is that what mm-hmm. he said? Yeah, nine. Yep, and uh, they're all different. Um, it wasn't you know obviously the same model. So like on the, on the Rogan podcast, he was like, you know maybe they were possibly used for different things. Cause you know, if you look on earth, you got airplanes, you got cars, you got bikes, you got lawnmowers, you got helicopters, helicopters, all kinds of stuff, you know? So if, you know, you drop, you go back 400 years, you know, and you drop a, you know, a 18 wheeler back in, you know, 1300, they're not going to know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Right. You know, I love the way he put it. He was like, you know, we have tools, right? We have different tools for different things. And who's to say that, uh, these these uh, things that are visiting our Earth, whether now he never said uh, that these came from above. Mm-hmm. He never said these were from like space. Matter of fact, well, he, uh, did. he did say the one spacecraft he was working on was called the ZR three, and that he got in a in a in a um a briefing that it was from the uh, Zeta uh, Reticuli. Zeta Reticuli. Uh, and he was like, but he was quick to say, you know, like, I don't know how they know this. Right. I don't know how this was ever, you know, factual, whatever the case may be. But that's the third planet in our star system, right? In ours? Yeah. Well, that's what it, that's what it oh. said. Yeah. It's, no, like, I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's I think he said it was like, what? So many light years away. I can't remember. Yeah. 
it's have, haven't uh, we mentioned it before we haven't mentioned uh, we may have mentioned it but i remember your name on one of the episodes was beta ridiculi <laughs> i wonder, okay, I wonder if that was um i wonder if that had to do with our project serpo episode i i think it might actually uh because i i remember the extraterrestrials being from zeta reticuli i think that's yeah. i think that's where he mentioned it yeah and also yeah. also he said he doesn't know how long those crafts have been there they could have been there for 50 years they could have been there for five months he did say that one on the the word on the street i guess at area 51 was uh, from an archaeological uh, archaeological dig. I can't when I drink, I can't talk. But here I am <laughs> attempting to do this. So uh, he actually said that one was dug up, and which Did really wow, kind of okay. opens up a whole different ball game. Yeah, and that I didn't hear that. Have these? Uh, yeah, because he said um, he got some sort of information that one had been here from way before that they dug up a while back and and then he went on to say like how would it be if you're digging and all of a sudden you hit metal or that was actually joe rogan but they were talking about the situation right he said yeah so one was known to be dug up which would indicate that it's been here for who knows how long Mm -hmm. and then you think you know that opens up a whole just other rabbit hole of yeah our time and what we know history. Mm-hmm. See, I'm looking at, um, again, I'm looking on scribe. There's so much good stuff on scribe. I'm looking at a, uh, there's an article or a book or something. This guy did this whole paper on, uh, trying to, uh, uh, debunk his story and everything. That's where I, uh, showed, the, uh, the, uh, 500 word essay. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's, uh, it's like 49 pages, but, um, the, sketches and everything i just showed y'all um about the reactor and stuff so uh this is what lance was talking about just a second ago about the honeycomb so this is a detailed view of the collapsible honeycomb access door to the lower level of the sport model as described by bob lazar Um, i know we're we're going you don't see anything Hmm. it was doing that last episode too it was like it went uh i tried to share the screen nothing was on there for a little bit so hold on Try it again, yeah. Is that better? I got to see this thing. No, I still don't see it, damn it. Hey, why are you freaking that out? I got a little fun fact. Did you hear about his uh, monitored phone calls? Yeah. Okay. Did you want to go into that now? Yeah, or? You can go ahead. yeah, you can go ahead while I'm trying to do this fucking thing. All right, so when you're working for Area 51... Oh, there, there it, is. it is. I'll go back to it after this. Yeah. So this is... Uh, we are... Um, our. Our podcast on Spotify is a video podcast. If you don't know, uh, that way you're able to see stuff like this when we share the screen and all that good stuff. So uh, right now we are looking at the detailed view of the honeycomb access door to the uh, lower level of the model. So uh, like Lance was saying, this was the only recognizable shape um, on the craft. He said there was no 90 degree angles. Uh, everything was literally just foreign. You know, it was it was unknown. Um so like yeah, if you melt it, wax, it would just wherever it falls. Like the, it's it's so hard it. to think about stuff that you can't you don't know. Like I've always I've always like told my like wondered this. So say a person is blind from birth, and they want you like try to describe a color to them. Like describe the color orange. Yeah, or a shape. Yeah, you can't say orange. Oh, like a pumpkin. 
Right, right. You know, they don't know what a pumpkin is. You know, they don't know what it looks like. It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Like this stuff is so foreign. So like you just, it's yeah, hard our, to our to understand it. It's got to yeah. be a bunch of individual uh, machines that work in unison. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. I mean, obviously, it's radically advanced technology. Um, that's interesting. But, but they made this point on the uh, interview or documentary. I can't remember which one. The, uh, the advances that we feel that they have could be their entry level to uh, technology advances on their planet like if they have element 115 that's just like a like we have salt on earth right you know we're like oh my gosh i can't believe it and everybody's like how could they crash how could they come you know light years away and and uh all this way with all this technology and crash on earth well i mean it's like us going to mars and you know like yeah you have different elements what if 115 is an element they have they they define they they can form gravity the way that they want when they hit oxygen, they don't know what the fuck oxygen is, right? Oxygen. Right, and so their their crafts work in a different way and they hit the ground. Yeah, or if oxygen isn't a universal element. Yeah, or, so or they could be part of our Earth and from the very beginning, and and they could be just part of it. We would never know, like the other stories we're about to get into. But um, I just found that so interesting that it's like we think. They're so advanced, billions of years, millions of years in, in advancement of technology, whereas they really may be as advanced as we are, just with different elements. Yeah, different and tools, that, different that, elements. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, on I, a different level. And I was, I was going to say also too that about why they crash. Like people crash on Earth driving cars all the time. You know, this is true. like that. What if they're just but that's this is so stupid even like even talking like what if they're just distracted and they fucking crash what right. if they're texting yeah, yeah. exactly like, you know they, like they literally could be just doing something else and crash or they like you said hit oxygen they hit some sort of element in the air or something that just doesn't right mix you know and then just something happens you know i imagine they probably control the craft with their thoughts that's just a that's just a guess but yeah uh and you know imagine like you get distracted yeah. thinking and then you could crash or they got myocarditis you know you just don't know that <laughs> <laughs> <Died> suddenly <laughs> as soon as the they alien. hit earth they just Animal died man. suddenly the aliens got it too <laughs> wow they were they were really shoving that stuff down our throats weren't they <laughs> so um Ooh. here is a artist rendering hopefully this will work that's a negative oh, google, map. google maps to mars let's do it <laughs> So this is apparently, um, he described S4, uh, he would fly into Area 51. I know we're jumping around. He would fly into Area 51 on a Janet flight. And then from Area 51 to S4, they would take a bus. And the windows were blacked out. Uh, It was this old dirt road, not even paved. And they get there, and all these hangars and all these, you know, all the offices and stuff like that are literally carved in to the side of a mountain. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of... uh, so, and when they like shut the doors and stuff like that, they were painted, spray painted, textured to make it look like it is still, you know, like it's the side of the mountain, obviously right. for security purposes, I guess. And I will say um, he had no interest and no care and he could not uh, observe these other yeah. garages, garage bays, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. And he was like, you know, you're just presented with what you're working on 
and you cannot ask questions about yeah. it. You can't mm-hmm. ask questions about what's next to it or the other bays. You are strictly there to work on what you're working on. Right. And um, and that's how it was. And that's kind of how they kept the privacy going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't allowed to bounce ideas, you know, off of, you know, say I'm working on propulsion. Peter's working on the the stuff. It's like, you know, the the, the gravity the, amps. Yeah, the metal it's made out of. I mean, I'm saying metal for lack of a better word. Lance is working on, you know, what the honeycomb thing is. We can't talk to each other about what we think it is. Oh, what are you working on? Stuff like that. It's it's so right. compartmentalized for that for security reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, nine different crafts. You had nine different nine different teams. Nobody was talking. Nobody knew who was working on what. Mm-hmm. And think about how how much that kind of slows down the discovery process or the reengineering uh, uh, reverse mm-hmm. engineering process. Extremely this is right. Very scientific. Um, think but, about if know. one person six bays over finds out, discovers something that would normally right. advance your exactly thinking, right. It's like um, all you gotta do is get all of those people together. You don't have to compartmentalize it. Just be like, if anybody says anything outside of this team, we're gonna get shot in the head. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we uh, have your family. Yeah. And of course, uh, we haven't gone into this yet, but I, we will. But uh, uh, how Bob Lazar was harassed for years by uh, by the authorities and uh, you know just by people, the scientific that, community. Yeah, yeah the we scientific got we got community. a lot to go over on that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, there was there was a lot of smear campaigns. So yeah. So um, I mean, that's essentially that's that's the story. You know, uh, we did it in a very very nutshell form. Yep. Um, you know, the big takeaways are he reversed engineered, worked on reversed engineering an aircraft, an alien aircraft, and element 115. Um, another big thing is he he won't talk about it, but one of the stories is he snuck some element 115 out of S4. Uh, on the documentary, um, the, the guy kind of asked him about it, and he's like, yeah, I'm not talking about that not comfortable right. about it he's been raided by the fbi and other agencies you know mm-hmm. several times um on the documentary too he did an experiment with it right but the videos were not it. running when he was doing it and then when it, it was the cool down process oh yeah I, forget, yeah I forgot what it's called yeah there was there was like five seconds of tape um they kind of if we're talking about the, if we're talking about the same yeah. thing yeah, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, there was like five seconds of recorded tape on VHS, and then like it got taped over by something. Right. Oh, how so, convenient. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so they had they had uh what's what's his name uh uh Nap or what what's uh help me yeah. out here yeah Nap K N George Nap yeah. Yeah. yeah so they had him on an interview with uh, Joe Rogan actually at a different time, and he was talking about that. He said that um they had video of it and he had the video and he felt really bad about losing that video. The only other video that they had was the cooling down process. And everybody was in such amazement of that. And of course, Bob Lazar was like, man, that's, that's not shit. That's just the shit cooling down. That's not anything. Right. Like, but it, but it shows something it shows that you know the process was going on and, and here's the end he's like that's not even worth putting out because it just shows the cooling process he's, right. he's such a like don't 
don't uh don't half ass anything of this whole ass yeah like it's yeah it, he, he was su- he was such a here's what's going on don't don't kind of put it out there either put it or don't that's not even the scientific process don't put the cooling down stage to try to win people over but that is the footage that they had was, was uh when they did an experiment on the documentary and um and all they had was the cooling down process because they didn't have the video of it going on and he was upset about that for exactly the same reason why people say oh well why didn't you have the actual experiment going on it wasn't his call it was everybody else that put stuff up yeah. you know because right. everybody else is not as uh, scientifically keen as um, bob lazar so bob's not impressed with all this other stuff he's impressed with the real deal and a lot of the stuff's not caught on camera yeah and you think it would be i mean i'm sure it is i'm sure like if this if this is true they had to have taped everything out there yeah like, they filmed everything yeah you have to you know and obviously that would never see the light of day unless somebody yeah. got it out um which there's it's another taped with something just yeah yeah um so let i me... remember those days that was my generation as well what was it no uh, peter's as well where you have stuff that's important but yet you have like you know mash that's recorded over it because it's yeah. the final episode and the ending of mash goes over some of the really <laughs> important I, used, I used to do that i used to do that with wrestling yeah yeah i mean you just that stuff does happen back in the yeah. day so i know but right. i mean this is like government well this you know. was his personal thing oh it was his personal thing no well yeah, yeah i mean i'm yeah i'm sorry i was talking about like them recording everything it does for for documentation oh, yeah, sure they, they still have it you know yeah for sure so here's um in the documentary, did y'all make it to where he went under hypnosis to uh, recall what the craft looked like and everything? Yeah, and this is where I begin to raise the people's eyebrow, but we'll get into that. All right, let's try and share the screen one more time. It's going to work. 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 There was. It, it went away. Yeah, mine Mine wasn't showing up now. Hmm. That last sip tastes like New Orleans. Oh, 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 oh. Got it. Oop. No. Oh, Are you kidding? No, we're oh, losing man. viewers every time. I you know we we run a very professional podcast we're, here. We're hemorrhaging. <laughs> they're they're like we have many producers. Blank so, screen, bro. Blank screen, bro. God, so man, as you're right. figuring that out, I will tell the story. So when you're working for Area 51, he also went into the fact that um, people tap your phones. And they keep up with your social life because the biggest thing that Area 51 is about is secrecy. And they, they want to make sure that your social life at home is good so that you don't lose your fucking mind and start dropping uh, secret bombs, right? Right. So they would tap your phones and they would listen in periodically to make sure your life is good. Well, so it was known to Bob Lazar that his phones were tapped, but not known to his wife. He Uh-oh. found out. After he was caught, we haven't even gotten into the desert stuff yet. Right. But anyways, after he was caught, he found out that his wife was having an affair with the flight instructor through his tapped phone calls. Oh, my. Yeah. So they stopped, and he didn't know this at first. So what happened is his wife was having an affair. They picked it up. They were tapping the phones. Bob knew this. The wife didn't. They stopped Bob from coming in because he said it wasn't like an eight-to-five job. Yeah. They would call at like 11 o'clock at night and say, hey, we need you in. Your plane's arriving here in 45 minutes. We need you at the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking like, God, what if you're drunk? What if this? What if that? Doesn't matter. 
you're getting on the plane, you're going to work. And then you might and then you might be there for a week, you know, a week. Yeah. Like you're in until they tell you you're leaving. Mm-hmm. So and then what's the objective? You get briefed. Uh maybe they're doing uh he got he got an emergency briefing one time when they were doing a flight, remember? And then he came into work and then his uh, partner was like, Hey, let's go out and check this out. They did this little flight with the with the craft. Long story short, they stopped. Once they found out his wife was having an affair, they stopped calling him in the work. And he thought he was fired. He had slipped up. He made, you know, he, he made a bad decision at work. You know, something didn't go right. He got really concerned with that. Turns out his wife was having an affair. They so, wanted him to um they want they were monitoring how he was gonna react. Oh wow, yeah. Before getting him to come back to work because they didn't want him to blow the lid off you know what he was doing and stuff and uh and later on we'll find out that when he got caught out in the desert with his friends because he got a little desperate about what he was seeing and he wanted his friends to believe what he was seeing so he Mm -hmm. invited them out to different things he had a flight schedule when they were using these crafts to perform different uh aerial missions i guess you'd call it right um he wanted he wanted to have that um uh you know, uh, he wanted everybody to understand what he was talking about and believe. Yeah, he wanted to validate himself. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he wanted that validation. So um, he invited all of his friends out to the desert on a Wednesday. You know, when he had the flight scheduled to watch these crafts, and they did. And uh, I, I don't want to spoil this. I, I know we're going to get into it, but I want to go ahead and just jump into it because this is a big part of it. Yeah, go ahead. He did it three or four times. Can you hold, can y'all see the screen by chance or no? No, not yet. I did it once. There you go. It just came up. I just so, told you. um it comes anyway. up as you click He off did it, it three times and then it got so such a such a um a thing for him because he had the flight schedule of when they were doing these aircrafts stunts. And these uh, I he called it something where you know you had this really valuable aircraft. You can't crash it, you can't send it out. So they stay very local, right? They're not going to send it over the mountains and do all this different stuff. So they'll test it all within Area 51, mm-hmm. you know, because it they only have one of one, right? You can't chance right. losing it. But he knew the flight schedule of these tests, so he would invite all of his friends out and eventually got to the point where they were out there with some beer. They'd hang out tailgates. They brought a fucking RV. They were hanging out. And that's what caused Area 51 to expand their security um area yeah they bought up like tons and tons of acreage around the area nobody yeah so nobody could like use cameras or binoculars to like see what they were doing but he got caught and the way he got caught was he was talking to somebody they were out there with the rv probably like doing cake stands and shit and like filming all this i'll tell you what they were probably in there they were down to the boxers and tube socks (laughs) got their got their jeeps stuck and just calls him a scene. Uh, that's funny. I can I can relate to that. And uh, this guy out in the in, in the brush, literally, he said he saw like a green dot, right, yeah. moving, and then it fell and it rolled to him, and it was like a scope. Yeah. And oh, he said that they were like they were watching them basically the whole time. So um, how how clumsy. Is the Area 51 security officers where your scope falls off and rolls to like who you're watching? He like, said they put up a camera. That's, there was like that's, so, cartoon, that's so cartoonish. 
he put up a he put up a, a flashlight. There were like five heads sitting there, and then they came up and like you know, hey, what are y'all doing? So long story short, he got called in. He said he didn't get in much trouble. He was worried at that point, and that's when he decided to start talking out about everything because he thought I'm already in deep shit anyways, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and start talking about everything. But um, that's when they told him that here here's the uh, the tapped footage or wiring of your wife talking. Here's flight instructor. Here's what's going on. So he found out his wife was cheating on him through the Area 51 security uh, tapes, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Because he was out oh, spying wow. on them, you know. That's how he goes. thought he was done when they stopped calling him, basically. That's how it goes. Anything yet or no? No. No, I know, you, I know you can see it on, as we're streaming, but um, if it's not working, then it's not working. So Sad. I'll have to get with all the old help desk on that one. Anyway, I was going to show you um, the the sketch he made on the documentary. Um, I posted it all over Twitter. I, I used it for the uh, episode art. So basically, how what did you say, Peter? Well, I was going to say, it's much like the the uh, diagram we saw earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the basically the diagram we saw earlier, but there's like a heart around it, and that's that's the field. Uh, yeah, the electromagnetic field around it is kind of gra- or the anti gravity field, like a um, like a cardioid with a point on the end. Mm-hmm, yep. So the the part of the heart where it kind of curves in, that's the fist on the bed. You know, and the and the craft right. being the bowling ball. Sure. That's, that's on the bed. Basically, how it works. So. That's it. Just, yeah, just just Google Bob Lazar sketch of aircraft or uh, of a alien space. Yeah, because he said there was a, like a blue hue on the mm-hmm. ground, a light bluish hue. Off. What's that? <laughs> I was making a joke from that movie. A light bluish hue. I was about to take back everything I just said. Down in my plums. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it lifted up, the color went away, and it was just like yeah. a gravity thing. And he said there was like a little hiss. That's the only noise it was. Mm-hmm. wasn't like a fucking you know 757 taking off the, the um, way he describes like a tesla the way he describes uh you know how it works uh i, I think it's plausible i really do um yeah. especially if you know we're, we're talking about uh, as of then unknown elements and stuff i think it's very plausible yeah i, I so. kind of feel like it's one of those things where if you can think it it's probably already done you know, we're so behind that uh, we think, oh, man, that'd be really like, oh, that'd be so scientific. Like, if you can think it doing that, it's probably already a thing. It's the fact that people are coming out right now about all this stuff again makes me think that this is like the uh, SR-71. You know, when we were talking about that that thing. It was um, It was archaic when it came out. Right. That people were using it, the, the government was using it. You know, it was already done. It was it already had its uh, life use, and then we heard right. about it. You know, there were other advances. Um, yeah, if the CIA is forty years ahead of uh, the the common people. Imagine how far ahead the sky people are ahead of the CIA, and who yeah. knows what uh, we've learned uh, from them, uh, technology wise. And how it's being slowly uh, introduced to society with the influence of it. And, you know, that could be where AI comes from. Who knows? I just feel like we're at that point where either A, 
the government's frustrated because they can't figure out this anti-gravity and now it's finally just like coming out or B we've figured it out and we've um, achieved what we need to achieve. Now we can start talking about it. You know, it's uh, I don't know which one it is, but he said that um, every, the reason there were so many scientists on this and, and uh, the going kind of to the, the details of who funds and who does all this and who does, does all that. Uh, you know, you have private corporations that fund all this to keep the government out of it. And every eight to 10 years, they'll, they'll put this sucker in a locker basically. And then eight, eight, 10 years, they'll bring it back out, hire a new scientist, see if there's any material advances that can give the uh, technology that's needed to recreate this. And if not put it back in a locker, Wait another eight to ten years, hire another scientific group to come in and see if they can recreate it. See if our technology catches up, right, to this technology. And um, who knows where we're at right now? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, if if my share screen's not working, I don't know if we can do the old Google Maps. Oh man, come on! Well, sure How cheap are? Did you pay your bill? <laughs> Five dollars a month, man. Oh, dude, I can. Oh, oh dear, well, that's working. Wow. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. So, this this dry lake right here, this is Groom Lake. So Area okay. Fifty One is right here. This is Area Fifty One right here. Okay. Is that S Four or is that Area Fifty One? This is Area Fifty One. All right. Oh, now, man. where everything happened supposedly is Papoose Lake right here. Okay. This is you know I, I would assume probably fifteen miles south I guess maybe give or take. Gosh, that seems less than that. But he yeah, said, I, I, don't, I, don't think that's, "I don't think that's 15 miles." That's a big mountain. That's where, so unless he, unless he unless you unless no, you go he, around. He okay. worked. He worked at S four, which was 15 miles south. But the the uh, the projects that were going on at night on Wednesday night when the traffic was low and everything else, that was Area 51. No, that so, was Papoose Lake. Yes, or Papoose Lake. Which so, is this? Which is this right here? So they drove out to that lake to watch the area phenomenons happen, mm. but that's not necessarily where it worked. Yeah. So well, according to the this, what I was looking at earlier. Hopefully, uh, that's not going to work. Damn it! Because this is a different window. Anyway, the alleged uh, alleged um, location of S four is right in here somewhere. Off, right off of Papoose Lake. This is where the hangars were built into the mountain. Okay, yeah, it was um, disguised. Really? Yeah, so, somewhere in here, right off of Papoose Lake. There ain't no way that's 15 miles. But, well, like I said, unless, you know, you come down to Air 51 and drive, like, around, maybe. Because, like, right. from here to here is probably not. But if you go around or something. Because, I mean, you can see, like, the little river, uh, whatever this is called. Those are obviously not roads. Well, but, whatever. If you, but if you go yeah. up to Air 51, like, look at these. These these are dirt roads right here. You know, you can right. see this. Mm-hmm. So it looks like someone's say? going through that mountain range uh, on the left side of that valley. You see right. that? You see how it looks like there's a road that cuts through the mountain? Over here? Yeah, right there. Yeah. There's a street view. Yeah, see, it looks like there's a road that cuts through all of that. There's a bunch of stuff right here. Damn. Yeah, there's a road that goes in the mountain, yeah. Um, there's, there is street view at area 51. However, oops. However, nothing pops up. 
Really? Oh, it's kind of like that. Uh, I'm clicking on them. Off the coast of Australia. Remember? We looked mm-hmm. at that where it had that Coliseum underneath the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that in Australia? And then uh, that was a thing. And then all of a sudden, you could see the blue dot, but it doesn't take you anywhere. Right. Yeah. Creepy as shit. So, yeah. There's, uh, there's like, here's one like on the mountain ridge just northwest or northeast of uh, Area 51. Let's see if we get anything. Nothing. All get those have been taken down. Get this one. See any, uh, see any crop circles? See, I had nothing. Not, not even on these ridges right here. Because, look at that. I mean, you got you got a road cutting through these mountains right here that goes to Area 51. Right. So, anyway. So anyway that, what, that's Area 51 right there. Yes. This is, uh, this is Groom Lake. Area 51 is um, all this right here. Wow. Now, I was looking the other day. And just south of Papoose Lake, like, man, I wish I would have bookmarked it. There was like a there was like an airplane hangar, uh, an obvious airplane hangar somewhere. This might be right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's it or not, but it was an obvious airplane hangar. I don't think that was it. I live like two miles. Here's Area Six. Oh, yeah. So yeah, who wow. knows what the hell, who knows what the hell all that's this is? Probably for. where they flew into right there. You know. That's, oh, here that's it is. Cool. Here it is. This is wow. an obvious air. This is an obvious airplane hangar. Absolutely. Or some sort of hangar right here. And this They're is still part of the. Counts. This is. This is still part of the test range. The Nevada test right. range. Um. See, so yeah, man, who knows what's going on in here? And that's. That may be 15 miles south of Area. Eh, that might be a little more. Anyway, so um, yeah, Area 50 or S four supposedly somewhere right in here, right off of Papoose Lake. Papoose Lake is where all the testing took place, all the flying and stuff like that. But man, this stuff could have been wiped, edited. Anything. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, question, no question. So, so let, let's get into like the modern shit because you know Bob Lazar's been kind of trending and he's been uh, talked about. And and why is that? Why is it? That's a great question. Because, uh, you know, there's subcommittees. The National Security Subcommittee uh, started interviewing all these whistleblowers. Blowers, vape blowers. Vape blowers, right? <laughs> so, um, interesting enough, these vape blowers have literally been kind of talking about the same shit that Bob Lazar was talking about back in 1988 or 1989. Right. And after. So, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Mr. David Grush, I guess I could call him. He was a decorated combat officer, in the USAF during War of Af- uh, in Afghanistan. He's a veteran of the National Just Partial Intelligence Agency. Like he's been there for years. He's one of the most highest ranked guys ever. Uh, he came before he came before the uh, National Security Subcommittee of Congress. You know, basically, and along with um. Oh, what's his, uh, Mr. Uh, Fravor and, uh, Mr. What's his name? Oh my gosh. Uh, oh man. What's that other guy that was with them? Graves. So they all, they all came before this committee, right? Back in, uh, July, just a few months ago talking about all this stuff 
So Grush, he was a decorated combat officer, and uh, he did all the stuff. 2019-21, representative of NRO to Unidentified Area Phenomenon Task Force, late 21 to July 22. He was a co-lead for the UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Analysis, at the NGA and its representatives to the task force. Like, he was the guy for all this, right? He assisted in drafting the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023, which includes um, provisions for the reporting of UFOs, including whistleblower protections and exemptions to non-disclosure orders and agreements. He claims to have viewed documents reporting that the government recovered a non-human spacecraft in 1933. This is now. This was like a month ago. Yeah. And uh, he claims to have viewed documents reporting that the government recovered a non-human spacecraft in 1933, which the Vatican and the Five Eyes assisted the U.S. in procuring in 1944 and 45. Grutch claims that secondhand knowledge that American citizens have been harmed and killed as part of the government's efforts. And I will stop right there and say that even in the interviews with... um, the man himself, Bob Lazar, he said he was replaced by someone who was working on this um, reactor, the reactor that that fueled the uh, the aircrafts. Right. And he said that the vibe he got was that they were trying to like cut the reactor or like break it or or something like that. Something happened. His guy perished, and he was replacing that guy. Right. None of this was disclosed like i you're replacing somebody who passed away due to you know what you're trying to do nothing is out in the open but he got these vibes from his partner right Mm -hmm. so um anyways so american citizens uh citizens have been harmed and killed as part of the government's effort to cover up the uh information in response to his june 23 claims at national aeronautics and space administration um and the U.S. Department of Defense issued statements reaffirming that no evidence of extraterrestrial life has been discovered and that there is no information about anyone possessing reverse engineering of any materials. He came before uh, this Congress committee saying that his, like, that's what they were doing. The same fucking thing that Bob Lazar was hired to do, reverse engineer. This is 2023. Yeah. He's coming in front of them saying uh, even more. Um, he said it took four years and 40 witnesses to get wow. to this point in 2023. And his claims under oath alongside uh, testimony from retired U.S. fighter pilot Ryan Graves and retired U.S. Uh, Navy commander David Fravor. Remember that guy? We've, we've had conversations about this. That was the pilot who was watching the Tic Tac UFO oh, wow. over San Diego. Remember that in 2004? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was flying that F-18. He, he, he ran a, the commander of the F-18 uh, squadron on the USS Nimitz when he said he spotted the object, the Tic Tac looking object. Remember, I was telling you, 15 years ago, I have a, a, a friend, family, relative, whatever you want to call him, off San Diego talking about this at a hunting camp years ago that they saw a UFO type ship, alien craft, whatever you want to call it, 
shooting to the ocean. Remember me talking about this? Yeah, and you brushed him off like everybody does Bob Lazar. Yeah, and I was like, fuck Piece you, man. Shit. You smoke too much <laughs> weed, man. No, I, I was like, oh, my God, this changes everything because I believe this guy, right? I grew up with him, and this was like 20 years ago he was talking about this at a hunting camp, and I just remember it. You know, I was young. He was talking about this Tic Tac um, aircraft shooting into the ocean off the coast of San Diego, and then um, – love that, right? <laughs> the, what was it? The the city of Wales, or what, what was it called? San Diego. Wales, Wales vagina. The Wales vagina. And uh, the, he was talking about this 20 years ago, and I remember thinking like a tic-tac. It just resonated with me, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this guy comes up in front of uh, this congressional hearing saying that off the coast of uh, Southern California, November 14, 2004, he had personal experiences related to UFOs. And uh, they all testified, all three of them. Two were fighter pilots. One was this really high-ranking guy over this whole committee of, of the whole fucking thing that um, they were worried because you know they have lost American citizens in trying to cover this stuff up and uh this is very sensitive information and that half of it could be talked about in public which came out recently but most of it would have to be covered on their skiffs which is like the uh, sensitive compartment to information facility maybe you could call it so it's like it's still um top secret can only be talked about in private but these are three uh two pilots and one very high-ranked military guy coming forward as whistleblowers saying the same thing that the government had bodies of these pilots of these crafts when they crashed they recovered the crafts they recovered the bodies he couldn't say if he saw them he had to say i don't have to tell you in skiffs what i saw you know um, everything was like, you know, in the back room, I could tell you the truth, but for public, this shit, it's literally Bob Lazar's story made over again. Mm-hmm. Right. Like literally a month ago. Right. Wow. His whole story. Literally a month ago. That's when I was saying like, he's probably rolling his eyes. Like these fuckers come out. The government's allowing them to come out. Right. So, um, so he, they even talk about, um, I forget who, what senator, uh, who, who said, how is this funded, and who, somebody has to know about this. Who knows about this? And he says, uh, this is um, David Crush or Crutch. Uh, he says, the people that know about this are in and out of government. They're they're government, but not always. They're high ups. They run everything. You know, they wear their ties, but they're not always government until they need to be. Interesting. That's right. Definitely and cool. he even says the funds were inappropriately funded through ARAB funding, which is when the Pentagon says that they have uh, $2 trillion that they can't account for. 9-11. No, no, like seriously, when they do audits on the on the Pentagon and they say, "Hey, we can't come up with two trillion," 
So what they do is they they contract work and they say this cost a hundred million to do this project. They'll put two hundred million on it, right? Hundred million to the project. That hundred million that they said is estimated to be needed for this project, a hundred million of that would go to these unspecified areas. So on the books, when everything comes to be done and that and that project only cost a hundred whatever million but they they booked 200 million to do that project so there's unaccounted for uh, I see proceeds there's a name for this it's called arab uh, arab I would call it i i r a b funding it's overpriced programs it's how they fund these other secret programs so when you see when the Pentagon can't come up with two trillions worth of funds, you're like, how did that happen? They were funding shit they should not be funding. There right. you go. And imagine how much stuff they're doing with that. You know, he talks about this stuff, and this is this is last month. Yeah. Yeah. The whistleblowers, the pilots, the guy that that runs this a uh, whole committee on National Defense of Authorization Act of 2023, like making sure everybody is safe in, in, in America from these uh, UAPs. Like, this is the guy saying this. Like, this is what goes on with the money that Pentagon can't come up with. It's literally going to these committees that, that aren't even – and Congress is like, well, how do we find out about these committees? How do we look into these committees? What do we need to do? He says these are people that control these committees that are in and out of government. Right. So how do you stop that? The Congress can't eat. They're above Congress. Yeah. This shit, like, legitimately, if you're listening to this and you think it's a conspiracy, it's not. Just watch the damn uh, congressional hearing on this. Yeah. Uh, it'll amaze you. And then turn around and watch this Joe Rogan interview. It's the same fucking story. And, and they even say they have bodies. And they say they have crafts. So how can you not believe uh bob lazar after 30 years of this let's find out because uh mr rabbit hole over here appears not to uh agree with bob lazar i don't because i mean he's trending right or he has been and i just watched this tubi documentary and you know oh there we go I, I've I've watched uh, I've watched the 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 Bob Lazar Rogan interview a bunch of times and stuff, and for some reason I don't believe him. And so I watched the Tubi one uh, recently. And first of all, we talked about this up front. A horrible documentary. Like uh, it was so yeah. like it was like shot in a very like dramatic style where it would like pan over something for too long or I like it. I don't care what y'all say. I fucking like it. When it it became informative, it was good, but there was just so much like get to the point. This is an hour, seven minutes. And they could have just like, just cut it real fast and it would have been done in like 20 minutes. Oh yeah. But but you gotta make it, you know, you gotta, I had him like a, a picture of him eating cereal and it was like black and white. He's like, yeah, there was one. Where, goldfish. There was one where the camera was just showing like his his he was twiddling his thumbs, and then like mm-hmm. he like adjusts his watch, and, and that was like that was like two minutes right there. <laughs> and music, and I'm like, what are we doing here? But, 
in in the documentary uh he does go through that hypnosis uh portion uh where i was like hypnosis you gotta like get this guy to help you remember things from, yeah. from it just seemed a little weird right and then uh where he was on camera first of all the hypnotist was a weirdo right yeah yeah He's creepy guy serial killerish. very i didn't get that far i fell asleep but uh like i think bob lazar is uh is probably i mean since since he claims to have been in the government who's to say that he's not paid to leak the stuff pre-project bluebeam that's what i think is happening and this stuff is trending and we're hearing, getting pissed off he left I know, I know this is a hot take i'm sorry but uh there was a, another part of the documentary where he said <laughs> this is a guy that's paid to throw things off what oh. is this that was even brought up in the interview I've read like two chapters of this thing, you know, and it was what like, it, all right, explain whatever, whatever. for the, the podcast listeners. What is it? Behold, no horse, William Cooper. They even bring this up in the interview. What's interesting is I just started reading it like two weeks ago, literally. And then I saw the interview and they were like, yeah, it's like this guy was probably paid to throw everything off. Okay. They, they do that. They have paid uh, people that they go out and just talk shit and, and mix ideas and ideologies just to confuse people, right? If I was in control of the world, you brought this guy up. It seems beneficial to fool everyone uh, over time through Hollywood and the news and space shit. And we've gotten to a point now. And I mentioned this earlier. All of this stuff has been coming out recently, uh, coincidentally, about UFOs and aliens and such. And then Bob Lazar starts trending. I That's I true. find this whole thing bizarre, like the timing of it. That's true. Yeah. And and this this Tubi documentary coming out. And the part that disturbed me about the documentary the most is where uh, uh, Lazar was he was being frank with the interviewer. And he was like, I have no reason to do this. I don't want publicity. I don't I don't want this or that. And I'm like, dude, you're on a new documentary. Your face but, is on the screen. Yeah. But he claimed that he has not made a dime off anything. And that the money he made off the like two thousand dollars he made off of uh the movie premiere, whatever, he gave to the local uh science community he could yeah. just say that he could yeah, he, he could, could. Getting... He, he really could i'm not i'm not yeah even even, on it. even even back on the coast to coast episodes where our bell was interviewing him our bell was introducing him and stuff like that he's like this guy hates interviews hates being yeah. in the public and but here, here he is, is. On, <laughs> here he is i've interviewed him yeah, four I times it was so weird it's and, like and it... another 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 thing is like he had to he had to go under hypnosis to to, to recollect what he saw how everything worked dude you're you're dealing with the biggest discovery in, in literally in human that's history. Right. See, I don't play, and you can't remember it. I don't see. Here's here's my thought. That's that's one of the shit. That's one. I'm not saying I don't believe him, but it's I, like, I would do just, it. I would do it. What if that's because because you start thinking so much about your history and you hear all these conversations about what doesn't connect, you start second guessing everything you know because you hear it so much. So you're like, you know what? I believe it so much in my mind, what I saw, 
let's do it. He did, he did a lot, uh, what's it called? Lie test, you know, like, uh, yeah. uh, he did, he did those tests. He's an open book basically. And he's not here to say like, I, I can't remember what I did 20 years ago. If somebody were to say, Oh, you had this job 20 years ago. Now, if I saw aliens, I'd probably remember details. Right. But at the time you got to remember he was hired to do this job. He was given a, a task he didn't have any information other than what was given to him. And it was probably a lot of details. I mean, I have a hard time reading this shit when I'm talking about them, uh, all these little uh, authorization acts of 2023 and all this different stuff. He's probably getting all this stuff and he has a job to do. And then randomly he has to get fired or quit and, and, and remember all these details. It's hard to remember details that you weren't really prepping to remember on the front end, you know? True. So I would be like the guy like, Hey, explore my mind. I have nothing to hide. Bend me over. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> make it quick. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just, <laughs> I have some sympathy with this guy. I just feel like, I don't know, man. I just, he's that's, been doing I, it I, so I, long. Think I think he's telling the truth. Well, here's here's another thing that bothered me about the Tubi documentary specifically, because that's the most recent thing to come out. Right. Um, so there's a there's a scene where he's describing this hand reading machine. Yep, uh, I meant to bring that up yeah. too. Of of how you get scanned into the facility and and stuff, and the guy goes, "Well, actually, I have a picture of it." And then he shows it to him, and he goes, oh, "You know what? That's exactly it. Wow! I can't believe you found this. Wow! Holy never, crap! Never thought I'd see one of these again. You actually yeah. found it. That's crazy. Wow! I'm vindicated. But, and, but, weird. but he described it exactly. But it, but it is exact. It is exactly how he described it. Right. But this is a this is a documentary that yeah, is available to us." Like who who knows uh, uh you know the level of disinformation here, but in my opinion the documentary fucked them up. Th this is why I'm a skeptic. Okay, let's let's kind of zoom out here. Let's go macro. So let's look at uh the global disaster uh, timeline going on right now. Well, there's there's uh, a few. So we have impending World War Three, right? We have actually there might be more than a few. We have uh, impending climate disasters, right? And we can clearly see that, uh, you know, uh, civilization is crumbling around us. Uh, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. But, okay, and then there's also, you know, the threat of another pandemic. Uh, so that's four. But then now we have introduced into the timeline declassification of aliens and uh, a huge spike in uh, the, the sightings. Of oh, unidentified yeah. flying yeah. objects. The fact that, that yeah. this is all happening together, the, the coincidence, uh, I mean, it's just staggering. It's, just it's preposterous. It's, I, I mean, I just, uh, like the timing of all this, uh, the trending of Bob Lazar, uh, this whack documentary, and he, you know, he was mumbling and stuttering and acting weird through the whole Rogan interview, which I didn't think was, you know, he was acting like he was, he had like a headache or something, and he was like, yeah discombobulated and i was like i'm just not buying anything i i'm not i'm not buying this because it's all just so convenient uh you know uh, amongst the uh, simultaneous timelines happening right now the coincidence is too strong in my opinion so, i agree i agree with that it was right. coincidental he would have a migraine he would 
like, oh, I'm having a hard time remembering that, you know, this migraine is really you know, bad timing. He's like, oh, I understand, you know. The camera messed up, you know, like just so much stuff. He that's, had to have hypnosis to remember shit. That's Come what on. I'm saying, dude. Like, I, I know I know you're not prepping. Like, you don't go in expecting to remember, you know, like my first day where I work. I don't remember, like, customers I talk to and stuff like that. But at the right. same time, I'm not – I didn't go in working on – but you remember, like, I, I could say, hey, we went to the beach. What year was that? Oh, dude, that was June 2012. <laughs> I mean, you, you have that memory. He that- has compartmentalized memory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me not to accept that he doesn't remember that kind of stuff. Like, you know. Right. Because if I went into a facility and they're like, say anything to anyone, we'll kill you. You're here for a week. And I walk in there and I see a new type of metal alloy that folds up into a ball. And but then that's that's what excited him. He said he wasn't focused on the alien aspect. He was focused on the technology. That's oh, all. Like right. the, yeah, the literal. Yeah. If I if I saw this stuff, I would I would be so like shocked and mind blown over it. I would never forget it. And I don't, I don't think he has. Well, he had to go. He had to comb through his memory with that psycho. Uh, I think they talked him into doing that, just like the lie detector test. Yeah, I'm not buying any of that stuff. He's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. And then he's well, well, technically, it's not telling the truth. It's he's not being deceptive. Right. right. That's how they did it. Because you can believe your own story and you're not being, you know, Mm -hmm. that'll that'll come out as true if you're on a lie detector test. Like if you believe what you're saying, it's going to come out as like, the only the only question I had about the documentary from the interview. The interview, he clearly states that they had one day they opened up the gates and he could see nine different crafts. And they were right. all different structures. And the one he was working on would start like a craft that we know, a disc, and it would go straight up and it would go like a car sitting up on its tailgate going forward, right? Mm. And uh, But in the documentary... I swore that I heard that he was saying that all the crafts were the same, or I saw a depiction of all the crafts. They were all the same discs. Right. Online. Was that a misleading thing from the documentary, or was that an actual statement from him in the I, documentary? I, 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 don't, I feel, I don't I feel like it. it's something. I you mean, don't understand? I don't remember seeing that. I remember on the documentary, they were saying they were all different stuff. That's what I was saying earlier. Like we have airplanes, helicopters, cars, lawnmowers, right, right, bicycles, right. motorcycles. In the, in the documentary, it shows like nine spacecrafts. Oh, okay. But yeah, in the interview, he's yeah. like clearly saying they're all different. Yeah. One's yeah. like a blob. And one's like square. And one's like a you know disc. Yeah. And one's like different jobs, different tools. Mm-hmm. And then in the documentary, it's like shows a garage of like nine space discs. You know, I'm like. I feel like the producer missed the ball on that, you know, yeah, or, or I, the, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Throb blizzard. <laughs> I, well, I mean, for some reason, when it comes to alien stuff, I'm just super skeptical because I'm, I sit on the, on the fence of there aren't extraterrestrials. There's extra dimensionals. And that's, so, a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. He said he corrects everybody that talks to him and says they come from above. They come from outer space. He says, don't say that even the guy i swear it's like the new bob lazar for our generation is this uh david crush guy he was saying talking to this congressional 
they said, why do you use the word, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, anomaly versus UFO or anything like that. He's like, I want to leave it open because it could be interdimensional. Right. It could be come from above. It could be all these that. different things. And the same thing that Bob Lazar said is it could be interdimensional. Interdimensional is a big topic here that we're missing and that everybody believes to come from above. He clearly states there's nothing to say that it comes from above other than just it's not from here. It's not human. It could be interdimensional. Yeah, and, it, uh, it could and, be from the lands beyond Antarctica. You know, like there's and no time way warps. He, yeah, he even said, you know, he called out one of the, the, the pilots. He called out one of the pilots when the pilots were saying it jumps like a laser in the sky, yeah. like a ping pong in a cup. He was like, well, that could just be the gravitational pull of what you're seeing with light. It could look like it's here or there, but really it's going slowly, but the gravitational pull pulls your uh, light around it. So it looks like it's jumping from here to there, but really it's just kind of going across. You don't know. And it could be interdimensional. Doesn't mean that it's coming from outer space. Like he's very defensive with like, um, you know, just or offensive, I guess. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. He's just, He's not saying one or the other. He's just like, hey, I just saw what I saw. Y'all come up with the, yeah, with the stuff. Our our timeline is getting so crazy at this point, and you know we're hearing stuff about you know this this classified alien stuff a lot more in the news and uh, weird sightings here and there. Like people are actually reporting, you know, seeing a being, you know, that kind of stuff. I think we should prepare for the greatest light show we've ever seen, and then not believe it. Uh, because I think what what has happened is there's been a great effort to establish lore behind all this stuff, and the you know uh, subtly draw the public into the idea of you know what they're on and their uh, relationship to the universe and all that stuff, and and then you know program into them the idea of the threat from beyond. It's programmed mm-hmm. into all of us. It's yeah. so crazy that in our lifetimes, we're seeing all of this stuff unfold. Like, it just seems too coincid- uh, coincidental to me. We could have a 30-year trend of who's the new Bob Lazar? Who's the new paid government person who keeps right. us in our conversations? I, I, I see what you're saying about that. Who's going to distract us? Who's that guy to distract us? Because think about all the disinformation yeah. agents that are, like, you know, shoved into our face, like... Neil deGrasse Tyson or, you know, Bill and I, the science guy, he shook your mouth actors. These guys are TV personalities and every, you know, everybody like listens to them. Like it's, you know, yeah. dog, and it's not, they have IMDBs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are actors. That's, hey, that's, that's what we went into Iraq for, right? Hmm. <laughs> <What>? Juicy. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that recording had a lot of low end to it. Um, a lot of girth i hate i hate to be the skeptic among us um but uh, like i said the fungus among us it all just (laughs) it all just seems so coincidental to me the onion among us and (laughs) and there's so many um just uh moments where bob lazar just did not seem believable to me he seemed to to act to me as a Hollywood actor would to make you believe something because they are actors. And you and you could be a hundred percent right. I mean, if you think about the uh, the timeline, I mean, he's that guy 
to this point where he should be retired, and then now you have these new guys coming up. I mean, right. I get both sides of the aisle. I really do. It's like you could you could believe it one way or the other. Timing is ex- excellent for this kind of sort of thing. Right. Um, you know, especially when you have like Jamie Foxx stuff coming out and then they're like, oh, that, oh, man. did y'all see that? That thing was yeah. a deep fake. And, uh, and it makes you think of all this other stuff that's going on. But yet now aliens are coming more prevalent in our, in our conversation. It, you're exactly right. Throb Blizzard's got it down. It but could also, be that. One, but one more thing. You mentioned I Jamie still believe in. I still believe in the old Bob. You, you, uh, you mentioned Jamie Foxx. Did y'all know, and I, maybe I mentioned this on the previous podcast, but I just wanted to restate it because it is so insane and kind of ties in with what I'm talking about with unbelievable coincidences. Jamie Foxx, the day he made that video announcing, you know, uh, that he was okay and he went through a, a health crisis and he was very thankful for everyone that prayed for him and stuff and thought of him. On the same day that he released that video, his new movie came out on Netflix. Yeah. And the movie is called Someone Clone Tyrone or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what and are it's, he, he's a voice actor in the movie, too, so you don't even see him. Yeah. Like, what are the odds that he would release that video the same day as his new movie coming out? And you saw the stuff on Instagram that's going around, right? You put his face into an AI generator that detects whether it's uh, AI. Um, yeah, deep uh, fake, deep fakes like or not. Talking about. Yeah, I didn't see that. You didn't. He only sent it to the group chat. Yeah, oh, well, sent it for everybody. And I well, saw three different sources on this. So I sent you one. Didn't think anything of it. I saw it two different uh, uh, times on three different sources. But uh, there's a AI website that you can post videos on, like the whole Britney Spears phenomenon thing right now. Oh yeah, and uh, some other stuff. You submit it on this website, and it detects whether or not the percentage of, of if it's deep fake. His came back at ninety eight percent factual deep fake. Jamie Fox. Suck that, suck that one down, Peter. That's 90, scary shit. Ninety eight percent, bro. I deepfake. don't like that. I don't like that. Nope. I gotta look into that. Yep. Yes. Well, uh, let's give some closing statements on Bob Lazar. Um, final vote, Peter. No, let's, talk about Jane, let's talk about Jamie Fox some more. So, <laughs> yeah. out of uh thoughts just like our poll all of it most of it some of it none of it peter are you are you are you at least some of it or are you completely none of it i'm d tier on this one although i will say the way that they described the way the craft works the mechanism of the like uh, you know it's propulsion and all that i was like okay that's pretty cool sounding it's cool sounding uh and seems plausible to me but who the hell knows? Yeah, I th- yeah. You know, if we see a crazy sighting in the sky of, you know, something floating up there and then it shoots across the sky, it could easily be just somebody with like a laser pointer projector just like, okay, I'm fooling, fooling. Oh, it's gone. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, how does it move? You know, is that and, the Project uh, Bluebeam? Yeah, that's that's what I think this is. I think this is all building up to a narrative. Because while, like I said, while all these other crises are occurring uh, globally, what's slowly catching up to everything is that that people are kind of like not believing governments anymore. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it's it's spreading, of course. But uh, even with this alien stuff coming out, it's like nobody cares. Nobody believes you. Something's not right about this. I mean, there are people that do. 
but most people are like, dude, milk is too much right now. You know? Um, So I think the narrative is starting to catch up and the, the final plan is uh, Project Bluebeam in order to, you know, that Hail Mary to make, uh, to form a global regime behind one uh, common cause. And that would be to fight an extraterrestrial threat because we've all seen ET and all this stuff has been programmed into us our entire lives. We, we've had all these movies come out and now it's happening. Like, come on now. Yep. Come on. In, now. Independence Day, everything. Yeah, everything just just trained. You're, you're more of a Christian than I ever thought you were, man. Because it's hard. Um, to, it's hard to uh, believe in that with everything that's going on right now, mm-hmm. and for you to take a stance on saying that all this alien stuff is is nonsense and it's staged and all this really takes a stance on the fact that we are the only ones out here. Right, and look. I am the ultimate sci-fi nerd. I love all the great sci-fi movies, space, space, space. I love Interstellar. It's a, it's a perfect movie, even though there, part of me believes like, oh, this is just more, you know, Hollywood stuff. You know, we don't really know how black holes work or any of that shit. Right. Even if they even exist. Right. Uh, I used to be so into all that stuff, astronomy, all of that stuff. And I, I, I try to communicate this to people, like to let go of all of that, you know, academia and Hollywood programming and, you know, it's in everything. To let go of that stuff is a very painful process um, and imagine. an embarrassing process because, you know, you'll have too much to drink at a party and, you know, say something about 9-11 or, you know, and, and then everybody's <laughs> like, who is this guy? But it's like when you start when you start thinking about stuff for real. Like, and the, the fact that all of these coincidences are occurring at once, um, to me, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like our life is a movie. It's like, it's, there's, it's, there's almost like a, an artificial narrative that we're being forced to live in. And people are waking up to that because everyone on TV is lying. There's even, yeah, there's if even it's on people, TV, it's fake. Yeah. And like most of the big YouTubers and online personalities, they're all they're all bought too. They were all invited to the White House, you know. Uh, and uh, Biden. There was even a story that came out to where they were using TikTok influencers to basically spread political propaganda. Yep. So all but, of this. Yeah, but, but China's the problem. Right. All of this is happening at once, and it's just wow! What a coincidence. I was going to say another thing. Another thing. Who's to say? Like, I know. Um, on one of his old TV interviews he did, like when this first broke, like in 89 or 90, it wasn't, I don't think it was the first interview he did, but he was like, you know, the, the guy was like, well, how do you know this, this technology doesn't exist? And he's like, Oh, I mean, you just got to take my word for it. It doesn't exist. Like the gravity, we don't have anything that can produce or manipulate gravity. It's like, how the fuck, like, how do you know what Russia was? Russia, that could have been yeah. a Russian craft. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That, exactly. That, very, that very well. Hey, could have been. You, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Like just because it's not out in the you know it's not out in the newspapers and stuff like that like just like element one fifteen wasn't out for years and and he said he had it but yeah he's saying this doesn't exist but who knows who had it before him you know well our our remote viewer is a full believer nice no you know 
believe the what guy. A percentage. I, Give us a percentage. I'm, I'm just a, a skeptic, you know. Man, I, God bless. You know, like a part of me yeah. thinks that. Anyway, I just losing sleep over this. <laughs> I haven't slept in a week thinking about this. Um, I believe that the government. So he was talking about that uh, technology they haven't they haven't figured out right, and if it's not figured out in like eighteen years, and they fire everybody and bring it and put it in the vault and bring it back out, private companies run this stuff. Um, you know your Boeing's, your uh, Lockheed Martins, all these companies keep this alive. Somebody has to know what's going on. Yeah, uh, somebody has to know what this stuff is to keep powering these people over generations. Right. I believe in that. I believe there's technology that we've come in contact with that uh, these companies do have access to. They're doing research on quietly, and it's more than the government. And, uh, and the government dies off and goes through elections, and you have different people. But these private uh, companies stick around. And they have this technology. I feel like there's something there. But I love what you were saying about you know like this could just be just a distraction. Um, so I, I I personally feel this is probably like I believe Bob Lazar. I believe there's something there. I believe he was set on assignments. Uh, I'm 90% sure that there's stuff like that that we uh, haven't figured out. Might have hit this earth, you know, from other planets. It makes perfect sense that other planets might have element 115 if they're disposable like we do grass or trees. You know, trees trees are like very rare upon the universe, right? So like we have trees. They have element 115. You know, it's like that kind of scenario. I, I do I do feel like that we have some sort of technology we can't understand, and it's top secret. We have scientists on it, and uh, I believe his story, mainly because I have to go with the, uh, the whistleblowers that are coming out right now about it. I think the government finally can't figure it out, and they're finally coming out because they know that they can't keep quiet about what they have anymore because other countries may have the same stuff. And they want to let other countries know that we have stuff. So um, I think it's kind of a, a pissing war at this point. But I think there is alien technology on this earth that uh, that we're trying to figure out, period. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he was definitely out there working on something. My hang-up is, is it actual alien technology or, like I said, could have been, you know, it could have been Russian. Could have been, it could have been American. It could be know? our technology from exactly. The you know, he, like like I future. said, he's he said that he saw an American flag sticker, you know, that are on yeah. planes and stuff like that. But he was like, once Ooh. he learned what he was actually doing, that was to throw people off. But so he also knows. said that he also thought that somebody stuck that on there just to be kind of like, this is we found it in America. This is American. Ah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm ours, saying. We just throw it. people off, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. So, and and I do want to say real quick, y'all remember the videos which became I mean, this actual thing on like Discovery Channel or something, uh, History Channel, whatever. The guys that were diving, discovering different parts of the ocean, came across that ocean within the ocean. Yeah, the brine right? pits. Who's to say that these tic tac alien crafts, 
whatever crafts that shoot into the ocean firsthand witness heard it myself 20 years ago from a, uh, a good friend of mine like who's to say that those oceans aren't ways down access points to you know these it's crafts hollow earth. yeah hollow earth that they're yeah. going we can't access and they've been there since day one i mean let's yeah. let us not forget what at admirable admiral birds yeah that's right seriously um, though, yeah. i mean that that's a legit story that's a legit thing it's yeah and and why yeah. was uh why was germany so interested in the poles why was why were they competing with each other there and who did they interact with when they got there yep yeah we're coming up on a year since we've done that episode so we're gonna have to revisit it Let's do a year episode on that. That'd be nice. We got to do Bird, Antarctica, revisit it, Mel's Hole, all of it. Revisit Mel's Hole. <laughs> I don't know about this uh, object they found on the coast of Australia, but I don't know. If y'all do, we're going to have to talk about that one, but not sure. But that will close out the episode for Bob Lazar. So if you are listening to this on the podcast, go to our Twitter. Um, as of right now, uh, like I said, I've left the poll up for a week. Go vote on it. We want to know um, what you believe about the story. Uh, go to the podcast episode description. Um, all of our social media stuff's on there, where to follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff. That way you can uh, know what we're going to talk about. Uh, you can catch us when we're going to be going live streaming because we still have a little staggered of a schedule right now. So, uh, But, guys, any any last things? We've got the everyone's beliefs. Um, any last things before we sign off? And uh, I, do have, I do have one last thing. To quote George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. Anyway. You know, I was going to say this a minute ago. I would just like, I would imagine Peter going out to that job site and right when he got there, he goes, oh, look at this thing. <laughs> oh, man, this is not human. Oh, man, I'm going to tell my, oh, my God, I'm going to tell my friends. <laughs> I would squeal so quick. <laughs> I'm going to leave early today. Peter would run out of there like he was on Beale Street chasing Lance. All right. Um, so our, uh, our remote viewer, can you vote if you don't have a Twitter? The only way you can vote if you don't have a Twitter is if you're on the live stream with us right now. So uh, and we got what your vote. You are 100% counted. There was no ballot harvesting in this one. We have the full count. <laughs> and we are going to sign off. Let us know what you think. Room 2008 is out. Oh.